With the second pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Carson Wentz. West Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, born and raised. West Philadelphia. In front to Rui Stars! And welcome everybody to episode six of the Wiz Wit Podcast, a podcast bringing you all the news from the best sports city in the world, Philadelphia. I am your host, Anthony DeStefano, and I'm very excited about this episode because it is NFL Draft Week. That is right. The Eagles are going to be drafting this week. We're going to be talking about who they could be focusing on in the first round. Um, it's going to be a very Eagle-centric show. Next week's going to be a very Eagle-centric show as we talk about what holes they filled in the draft. This one will be who we think they're going to get. I have some friends coming on to help, but first, let's get into the housekeeping. You can follow the podcast at WizWitPod on any of the social media platforms. Please go to the YouTube page, share it with a friend. Let's grow this. Um, it's, a, it's a hard time to be a sports fan with nothing happening in the world of sports, but the NFL draft is here and is happening. Now, when we talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, we know what the hole is, right? We know that wide receiver is the major flaw with this team, as well as the linebacker position. They finally got their corner, right? They got their corner situation kind of fixed. Safety could be another need. But the glaring hole that we see in the Philadelphia Eagles team is that Carson Wentz has nobody to throw the ball to. By addressing the needs at the wide receiver in the deepest wide receiver draft, the some saying of all time, I think is the smart play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I like to go by Mel Kuyper. I've, I believe Mel Kuyper knows more than anyone about the NFL draft. ESPN relies on him. He did two mock drafts. In the first two, we got T. Higgins from Clemson at 21. He likes to fit with Higgins in Philadelphia. He has great size and elite ball skills. This guy's six foot four. Um, he can box out defenders and 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 jump high and really go up and get the ball. Um, and we know that. They, they need that because J.J. Arcega-Whiteside doesn't do that to Sean Small. And Alshon, it looks like the Eagles really want to move on from Alshon. Um, again, there was a report today that they are looking to trade Alshon Jeffrey and get rid of him. So in Mach 1 and Mach 2, T. Higgins from Clemson is um, who Mel Kuyper thought. Now, these were the early mock drafts. I like T. Higgins. I don't know enough about him. I think in this draft... Um, when you, if you're going to take T. Higgins, you could trade back for him. But I do like T. Higgins, and I think he'd be a nice player. There's other receivers I like better, which we'll get into. Um, so Mach 3, the Eagles missed out or passed on several big-name wideouts that could have upgraded the wide receiving court. Howie Roseman seems comfortable with double-dipping um, in, in the position. So he wants to look for two. Um, and then he lands Justin Jefferson here and I like Jeff, Justin Jeffer, uh, Jefferson a lot. He um, so basically, what he's saying is it, it's basically just saying that Jefferson caught 111 passes from Joe, Joe Burrow. But what 
Mel Kuyper is saying here is Philadelphia addressed a hole at cornerback by trading for Darius Sly. The next hole that needs to be filled is the wide receiver, where Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson are injured and Arcega Whiteside struggled. This resulted in a tough year for Carson Wentz, a tough year where he broke passing records for the Eagles. Imagine if they get him a weapon. I like the Justin Jefferson pick. That's one of my guys. I think if you're at 21, you stay and you get him. I wouldn't trade up for him. I would stay at 21 and get him. I would trade up for Henry Ruggs, CeeDee Lamb, Judy. I would trade up for those guys. But if Jefferson falls to you at 21, you take him. And in, in Mach 4, which which came out recently, they don't have them taking Justin Jefferson. Um they get Henry Ruggs from Alabama, who is the one receiver that I think you can get at 21 or maybe even trade up to like 16 to get. This is a guy I think you should get. Um, the pick should be the best wide receiver on the board. Philadelphia doesn't have many roster holes, but there's a big one at wide out again. Um, if I'm running with the Eagles, I would look trading a few spots to get my guy. I expect they'd be thrilled to get Ruggs, who is one of the fastest players. We know what Deshaun and Wentz did when Wentz had speed. Can you imagine a team with speedsters like Miles Sanders, Deshaun Jackson, and then you put a Henry Ruggs on that team, and then you have the check down guys like Zach Ertz and Goddard? That team is a quarterback's dream. Henry Ruggs is the guy that I want the most. I like Justin Jefferson, and I think they're going to probably get Justin Jefferson if I'm if if they don't trade up or do some blockbuster stuff. But I like Henry Ruggs. Um, he comes from a pro style offense, so. I just see it working out. I see his speed um, being being a major factor for the Eagles. But more importantly, I see his route running ability being a major factor for the Eagles because Carson Wentz loves his timing routes, right? Carson Wentz loves being on the same page. If you watch the um, Amazon documentary, All or Nothing, you saw him and Deshaun. Timing routes. And even though Deshaun's a speedster, timing routes, curls, you know, um, outs, layers, everything is timing. Look at how Wentz uses Ertz. That should tell you that the guy loves timing routes. And I think Henry Ruggs would be the perfect addition to this Eagles class. Um, now, when we get into more of the experts, Peter King, um, NBC Sports, also thinks Henry Ruggs. Um, he's about as plugged in the NFL world as anyone. So when he talks, people listen. Um, it, he has rugs falling down to 21. He doesn't have us trading up. He has rugs falling down to us, which I think is a very interesting thing that now Kuiper thinks rugs falls and and Peter King thinks rugs falls. This could be a steal for the Eagles. Um, the NFL.com, Chad Reuter. Jerry Judy from wide re- or wide receiver from Alabama. Um, what they said is opinions are all over the board on Judy. Some believe he'll go to Denver or Dallas well before the Eagles are on the clock. For more on Jerry Judy, here is diehard Alabama fan and a friend of mine, Kevin, breaking down Jerry Judy. What's up? This is Kevin. Or if you follow me on Twitter at soda underscore hunter, you'll realize that I am a really, really big Alabama fan. I've been an Alabama fan since birth, basically. And living in Alabama, I'm around it nonstop. So I want to give my biased take as an Alabama fan on Jerry Judy. My personal opinion is he is one of the best route runners in all of Alabama. Uh, I'm not going to say he's the best receiver overall. I think that goes to Julio. But Jerry Judy had a lot of advantages that Julio did not have in 
the years that he played. But route running and pretty much running after the catch, I will give that 100% to Jerry Judy. And I know that's saying a lot because we also had Amari Cooper and Calvin Ridley. I still don't think they're as good as what Jerry Judy can do. He uses his defender's weaknesses and tendencies to get open. Uh, you can see the film study he has on these guys. You can see how he knows what moves they're going to make, and he uses that to his advantage, and he does it really, really well, and he will burn guys all day long on things like that. I see sometimes where he will he will ride, you know, right, like the defender's got to step on him, and he's riding right in his blind spot, just maybe a half a step behind, just where the just where the defender's head isn't quite turned the right way. And then he'll bolt right in the guy's blind spot. And by the time he realizes that he's gone, you know, he's open by six yards and two has already given the ball. And then it's the next part of his game. It's the running after the catch. It really is amazing to watch. It's some of the best highlights that Alabama's had in um, 18 and 19. And when you look at his deep ball routes, you can't you can't find a flaw in them. I mean, he he swerves and he maneuvers exactly the way he needs to to get him a step and a half or two on the defender. And now that I'll I'll mention this in a little bit when you have a quarterback like Tua Tagovailoa, and he hits you. Like he can hit the what the old saying he can hit the hit the keyhole on a door, you know most people want to hit the doorknob he'll hit the keyhole on the door. That was that was Tua, and yes, absolutely, he had a quarterback that would put it in the exact spot he needed it. Jerry Judy might not be the fastest person on Alabama's receiving core, but it's it's like just a minuscule amount that he's not faster. Uh, I actually think they all had a race and. Uh, Henry Ruggs was the fastest person on Alabama's receiving core. But when you got a receiving core like Ruggs, Waddle, and Devontae Smith, and you were still able to separate yourself and do what Jerry Judy did in 18 and 19, it's amazing. Waddle would just fly by everybody. Ruggs would just fly by everybody. Devontae Smith would be the best hands, I feel. I feel Devontae Smith had the best hands of the group. Um, that's going to be the only flaw. In Jerry Judy's game, I don't feel like he has the best hands. The 50-50 balls are not always in his favor, or more in his favor than not. They're, they're, they're what they are. They're 50-50. And if he's covered really well, and the ball can't be placed exactly where he needs it to be placed, sometimes he doesn't, he doesn't quite go that extra step to get the ball. That's going to be the only knock on Jerry Judy. But, like I said, when you had a quarterback like Tua Tungvaloa, you didn't get that a lot because that guy would put it in the exact place. Even when it looked like he was not throwing it uh, in the exact place it needed to be, when you went back and looked at it, you realized, oh, well, he did kind of throw it in the place it needed to be. It's just the receiver couldn't get to it because if he had thrown it where you think the receiver would need it, uh, the defender actually had to step on him or uh, he actually had a good angle on him or somebody else was coming in. He would see a lot of that, and um, a lot of the incomplete passes were for that reason. It wasn't just a mistake. It was like, well, I'm trying to get it in this spot, and this spot didn't work out because the other spot would not have worked out at all. Um, so with that, I do think Jerry Judy is 
Yeah, he's one of the best receivers Alabama's ever had. Uh, maybe second, second or third at, at, at least. I wouldn't say he's the best just because Julio. But that's my take on Jerry Judy. And I guess the biggest knock on him would be let's see what happens when he doesn't have a person in the NFL. If, you know, you believe that. I kind of believe that Tua is this once-in-a-generation talent that can precisely put the ball where he needs it to. If you feel that that the reason why Jerry Judy had so much success is because he had a quarterback like Tua, then, yeah, you're going to want to take a step back and say, well, what if he doesn't have that kind of accuracy with him all the time? What if he has a – like a good – obviously NFL quarterbacks are good, but what if he doesn't have that exact type of accuracy throwing to him? What if he has to go out of his way to make the catch once in a while? And you saw that with Alabama in the later season uh, with Mac Jones. And he did fairly good. He did he did pretty good. I mean, Mac Jones didn't put up awful numbers by by no means. But he wasn't also spreading the balls around as, as much as uh, Tua did. And Jerry Judy still made some really good plays. But it was a noticeable drop-off uh, with everybody across the board from when Mac Jones and Tua got in there. And that's more of a product of what what Tua has going on. But that's my personal opinion on Jerry Judy, and I hope he has great things in the future. Are you planning a party, a wedding, or another event where you need entertainment services such as a wedding event planner, day of coordinating, bartending services, DJ entertainment, catering, professional photography, and much more? Well, then I have a place for you. Contact Philly with a twist. Go like their page on Facebook and tell them that Wiz Wit sent you. Thanks for that, Kevin. Next up, we have Steve Serby from the New York Post saying Denzel Mims from Baylor. And I, while I like Denzel Mims, I think he's a great player. There was a giant red flag. Um, he said when he visited the city of Philadelphia, he was scared. It really wasn't fitting his vibe. He didn't kind of like the surroundings. He was actually afraid. And my opinion on that is if you're if you're scared, go home. You know what I mean? If you're scared, you're not going to be a Philadelphia Eagle. We don't need fear. We need fearless. We need a strong mindset. We need someone who's going to be able to endure the crowd of Philadelphia because if you were scared of Philadelphia when you visited, wait till you drop a ball or wait till you fail as a Philadelphia Eagle and we ride you. Now, I'm a diehard Eagles fan. I ride people extremely hard, but I also support hard and we love hard. So it's it's a double-edged sword, and I'm just afraid that someone with that kind of mindset who's already scared of playing in a big market in front of crazy fans in a big city, I just don't think he'll be a fit. And if you're going to trade down anyway, because Mims, you don't take Mims at 21, you trade down. If you're going to trade down anyway, there's other players that could help us with the same skill set. After the top three or four, they all kind of fall in line. Denzel Mims would be a nice player. I don't think we should go for him, though. Um. Seattle Times' Bob Condotta says, Xavier McKinney, safety from Alabama. The Eagles are starting over at the safety spot after releasing Malcolm Jenkins last month. McKinney can play a safety spot or in a slot, um, which is perfect because that's kind of what we had Malcolm Jenkins do in the hybrid role. I don't really want to draft a safety in the first round. Um, wide receiver is more of a glaring hole. I want to give Mills that, that shot. And I could be crazy for saying that, but I think Jalen Mills is going to excel this season. You have um, Mills, you have Will Parks, and you have McLeod. 
I think Mills is really going to come into his own and kind of hone in on that position and become a leader on this defense and get another contract. So why I like McKinney from Bama, I think we need to focus more on wide receiver or linebacker. But, you know, a friend of mine who's a better expert than me on college football um, is my old high school buddy and uh, and college football expert, Tyler Donahue. Um, TD, what do you think? The Eagles are going to do a 21. What's up, WizWit Nation? This is Tyler Donahue, college football analyst with CBS and 24-7 Sports. Uh, Anthony knows me more affectionately as a colleague from the Middle Township High School Prowler student newspaper back in our day. And he invited me on to share some thoughts on the Eagles draft and a couple of guys I'm more familiar with as a Penn State beat reporter here in Happy Valley. Eagles fans are really, really enamored with the wide receiver position, I can tell, leading up to this. And and I wonder if the Eagles are willing to invest long-term stock in trading up to get one of the elite prospects. They're too far back on the draft board, and wide receiver is too hot of a commodity to anticipate you're going to see one of the main guys slip. We're talking about C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, the talented duo from the Alabama Crimson Tide. And So for the sake of this conversation, let's assume Philly State at number 21 to me the wide receiver class here is just so deep the deepest five six years maybe that we're talking about here where you can afford to sit back second round if you get to day two and you have that overnight uh, reshuffling of your draft board and there's someone that you love at the top of, of day two then you make an effort to get into the top 35 to 40 picks and make that happen. But I think if you're at 21, those top wide receivers are off the board. There's not much of a gap in between a lot of the other guys at that position, which leads me to a spot where maybe a lot of Eagles fans aren't focused on safety. I think losing Malcolm Jenkins is huge. Uh, certainly a, a high caliber defender who does a lot for you versatility wise. And, and when you talk about versatility leads me to Xavier McKinney from Alabama reminds me a little bit of a former Alabama teammate who came through and has done big things in the NFL. Minka Fitzpatrick, kind of a Jack of all trades defender. He absolutely lit it up last year when they played LSU, which you know was probably the most high profile game of the regular season last year. And he turned in his best performance, a couple sacks, double digit tackle totals. That doesn't happen by accident. Big players show up on a big stage. And to me, Xavier McKinney's there at 21. You, you take him if you're the Eagles. You, you just set it and forget it at safety with him for the next four years and, and, and hope he earns a huge second contract. But let me tell you about some Penn State guys here. Defensive end, Yitor Grossmatos, 6'5", 265 pounds. Did not run the 40-yard dash out in Indianapolis where he did measure in with the longest wingspan of any edge rusher in this draft who attended that event. But he is a really quick guy. You would not anticipate this based on the measurements, maybe what you see on film, but he goes out there. He'll run a, in the 4-5, 40-yard dash range. We're talking sub 4-6, 40-yard dash speed, but also the ability to, to move inside. You know, if it's obvious pass down, bring in an edge rusher, move up a linebacker to the defensive end position, and slide user gross manos into the defensive tackle. Let him provide an interior pass rush. And a kid who lost his father, lost his older brother in extremely tragic and separate circumstances while he was growing up. Football has really become a place of solace for him. So I think he's a guy that is a strong investment because he has that passion for football and it has been a haven for him throughout his life. Additionally, KJ Hamler, I know he's been a hot topic among Eagles fans in that second round range. I like that uh, that potential pick there. He did not run the 40-yard dash in Indianapolis either. Said he had a hamstring tweak, but 
I think he would have been one of only two players out there to run a sub 4-3 40-yard dash. Watched him throughout his career. I've covered him since his junior year of high school, and he is a razzle-dazzle kind of performer and a big-time player. Uh, you know, five foot eight and a half, five foot nine, 179, 180 pounds, that is not going to jump off the page, but he's an extreme competitor. He is a relentless route runner, and he's a guy that is not just going to, to do damage out of the slot. I think he can also do some things on the outside, and, and perhaps more importantly, when you're talking about value in the second round, he can be your punt returner, he can be your kickoff returner, and he can do that for a decade if you need him to. So he compares himself to Deshaun Jackson. He is a very close friend of Miles Sanders, and watching him here from the first time he got in game action at Penn State, he was the premier playmaker, replacing Saquon Barkley as kind of the go-to guy in this offensive attack at Penn State. So just some food for thought there. K.J. Hamler, I think, will be an excellent pick in the second round. Not sure if I love Yitor Grossmanis at number 21 for the Eagles, but if one of those stud wide receivers isn't there and they don't opt to trade up, why not Xavier McKinney, the safety out of Alabama? Now that's enough rambling from me. Back to you, Ant. And shout out to Tyler Donahue. Probably one of the best sports minds I've had the pleasure of meeting and knowing and being friends with in high school. He's doing huge things in the sports world. Someone that we were actually a middle township news together, breaking down sports. Um, the, the guy is just so knowledgeable. I'm going to get him on for a whole show one time. We're going to be talking all things Philly probably. But he was nice enough to send that clip in. So thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. Keep doing big things, and we'll link up soon. Um, so next, after... Um, Seattle Times was CBS Sports. And this is the one that, that got me because I'm like, how is he going to be here 16? Josh Edwards thinks we're going to trade to 16 and get C.D. Lamb. He thinks Lamb is going to fall all the way to 16. Um, He said one of the top three receivers could fall a little bit, and it's clear the Eagles need a dynamic pass catcher. Well, no, duh. All right. But do you think C.D. Lamb's going to be that guy? Because I don't. Everything I've read about C.D. Lamb's been top 10. Um, and if the Eagles want to even try to get up there, they're going to have to give up a first, second, and next year's fourth. I don't see that happening in a draft that has so much depth. I would love to get C.D. Lamb, right? I already have the picture on my Instagram of Jesus Carson Wentz holding C.D. Lamb, right? It's perfect, right? We need C.D. Lamb, but I just don't think in a in a draft that's so deep that you give up that kind of ammunition and those assets to get cd lamb um because you're gonna have a chance to even you could even move up to 16 to get a uh, jefferson i just i know he said move up to 16 i don't see cd lamb making it to 16 i i can see judy maybe dropping i could see jefferson dropping i could see rugs dropping but i think the first receiver off the board in the top 10 is cd lamb i would love to get him if josh edwards prediction comes true i will send josh a virtual hug but it's just unrealistic to me um with everything i've heard especially from mel kuyper cd lamb seems to be the guy everyone's locked in on peter schrager says uh, from NFL.com says Patrick Queen, a linebacker from LSU. Now this is a dra- uh, a pick I like because the wide receiver spot is so deep that you could trade back, and we can get uh, Patrick Queen. Um, one of my best friends, Cody Benoit, is a diehard. I mean, diehard LSU fan, and he gave us a little scouting report on Patrick Queen. So Cody, who, what do you think about? Patrick Queen at linebacker. Patrick Queen is a guy that took over as LSU's leader on defense when another player got suspended for the season. 
He's six feet tall, 229 pounds, and ran a 4-5-40 at the combine. He is a bit of a smaller linebacker, but that seems like what the NFL is going to now. I think he fits better as an outside linebacker, but he definitely has the ability and the skill set to play middle linebacker. He did call all the plays for LSU's defense last year, so he has that ability as well. I would compare him to Devin White, but he's not quite as athletic, but he does have the range to make all the plays that Devin White does. Passionate and professional detailing is what describes Shure style detailing. They service everything from your daily driver classics, luxury, and exotic vehicles. They provide first class, personalized detailing services, maintenance, and total surface protection. Shure style detailing has the solution needed to protect your vehicles, motorcycles, and boats for a lifetime. Every vehicle is treated the same with the utmost care and attention to detail as if it were their own. Invest in quality detail where passion and pride are applied into every step from start to finish. Tell them that WizWit sent you and save 20% off your detail. And I want to thank um, Cody for those thoughts. He's going to be back talking about the next player as well. But I want to get into the linebacker position a little bit because I feel like that is a second biggest need of the team. Maybe the first biggest need of the team because when you look at the Eagles, they do have talent at wide receiver. If they decide to keep Alshon Jeffrey, they do have Deshaun Jackson. Greg Ward, J.J. Arcega Whiteside could maybe blossom this year. I think they have more talent there than they do at linebacker to let Bradham go. They didn't really fill that void. As you heard Cody say, Queen could be a guy that can call plays, that could be middle, could be outside linebacker. I think the Eagles have really given up on the linebacker position. I think they really need to focus more on the linebacker position. I mean, you think of the days of Trotter being that guy in the middle, you know, and then they traded for D'Amico uh, Ryan back in the day, and he played pretty decent his couple years here, and um, Connor Barwin was kind of between linebacker and D-line, and people like that, um, we're just kind of missing that, and we're missing that that middle leader right now and I think when we have the best front line in football and we're kind of shoring up our secondary that middle linebacker spot from outside to middle the whole linebacker set I think is our weakest part of our team I think we need to short it up so you could maybe trade back for Queen I don't know if, uh, what his stock is because literally I'm gonna be honest I've just been looking up receivers because I think that's where we're gonna go but in the deepest receiver draft you might be able to trade back at Queen and then get someone early in the second round I don't know what the Eagles' thoughts are, but I do like the idea of getting a linebacker in the first two rounds. If Queen's there and your receivers are gone, you go up and you get the guy because we need a defensive leader. Our safeties, I would like to see how Parks, Mills, and um, McLeod work together. I think linebackers are glaring need for this Philadelphia Eagles team. Um, next up, let's see who we got here. The Denver Post. I can't even say this guy's last name. Ryan O'Halloran. I'm sorry for butchering that, Ryan, if, if you're ever listening to this. Probably not. Um, Justin Jefferson. The Eagles could go cornerback here, which I don't see them going cornerback. But we give them Jefferson because Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson are fading. Um, Justin Jefferson is a guy I've been watching a lot of. I said I want Henry Ruggs. I think we're going to get Jefferson. More of a scouting report on Jefferson. Let's kick it back to Cody. Justin Jefferson was a two-star recruit coming out of high school and went to LSU as a preferred walk-on because both of his brothers played there. He's six foot two, 202 pounds. Last year in the national championship season, 
He had 111 catches, 1,540 yards, and 18 touchdowns. At the combine, he ran a 4-4-3-40. He's a big-body receiver that has no problem going over the middle and knows how to adjust for contact. I see him as more of a slot receiver and a security blanket for his quarterback, though he has no problem lining up on the outside and going vertical or running post, things like that. Uh, If I had to compare him to someone in the NFL right now, it would probably be Michael Thomas because he has the ability to run those short routes and get first downs for his quarterback. He can also make big plays out of things that seem like they're only a four-yard catch. Thank you so much for that, Cody, and and everyone who participated. Um, I have a, a one more audio clip from my buddy Matt, who is a college football connoisseur, diehard Eagles fan, on what he thinks the Eagles should do. Um, I loved his thoughts on Facebook, so I DM'd him, and I said, can you please send in an audio clip? Because I really think it's important for this show to be interactive, and I want to go live, but there's not enough sports going on to go live at the moment. As soon as baseball starts or something starts, I'll be live every Sunday night, and I'll be getting an open phone line so you guys can call. I want this show to be interactive. I'm going to keep doing this, where if you want to send in audio clips, I will play them. And if I like what you say on Facebook, I will comment, hey, can I DM you? And you can send in audio clips, because I really do feel like this show will grow if it's interactive and if it's fun. I want to keep it lighthearted. I'm no sports expert. I'm a fan talking about my passion for the city of Philadelphia. There are there are people who know more than me and are more knowledgeable or people who have a different opinion, which I want to hear their opinion. And I think that's how we can coexist in this crazy time of no sports is to talk about sports, talk about the passion, talk about the things we love. So here is Matt on who he thinks the Eagles should go for. Hi, this is Matt Mulger, formerly of Dennis Township, New Jersey, now full-time RVer, living in Buckeye, Arizona currently. I believe the Eagles will not trade up for one of the top three wide receivers, like a lot of the reports are saying, and they stay put at pick 21 and select Justin Jefferson, wide receiver from LSU. He would work well with Wentz in the offense right away. Then the second round, they stayed put in their current pick. I believe they would look for a defensive player like the like the likes of Antoine Winfield Jr., safety out of Minnesota. If the Eagles do trade back in the first round, which I would love to see them actually do, and trade back into the late first round, early second, to gain more draft capital, they would still be able to get a solid wide receiver, but also be able to get a solid defensive front seven guy, like Yetter Gross Matos, the defensive edge from Penn State, Patrick Queen, the linebacker from LSU, or the guy I like the bit most, Kenneth Murray, linebacker from Oklahoma. And then with the receivers, they still be able to get from the likes of Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State, Jalen Rager from TCU, KJ Handler from Penn State, T. Higgins from Clemson, or Michael Pittman Jr. from USC. So there's plenty of options there. Also, in mid to late rounds, I would love to, to add some depth in the receiver core with the likes of Antonio Gandy-Golden from Liberty or K.J. Hill from The Ohio State University. Thank you. Have a great day, and go Birds. Imagine walking into your first therapy appointment. Instead of some old white dude or lady, there's a 6'2 black dude with a high-top fro and flamingo socks. Tune in to The Unorthodox Therapist, where my boy Dante, a licensed pro counselor based out of Philly, drops you buckets of knowledge on mental health and therapy. Available on all platforms. And thank you 
so much, Matt, for that. And thank you for our partners. I cannot wait for the draft on Thursday. We will be breaking down the draft next week on who we got at what position. Please feel free to send your audio clips. If you have an audio idea, send it to at whizwitpod at gmail.com. I want to hear your thoughts on who the Eagles draft. I'm excited. I can't wait till we trade up to get CeeDee Lamb or get Henry Ruggs or get Jefferson or get Carson Wentz. Anybody to help the man. Help the man. Get Carson Wentz some weapons, please. Um, I hope you guys are staying as safe as possible. I want to thank you guys again for the continued support. I know it's hard to get into something when sports aren't around, but you guys still continue to listen and support. And for that, I thank you so much. I can't wait till sports is back so the show can become more interactive and it just won't be my show. It will be our show. But until next week, stay safe, wash your hands, and make sure you watch the NFL Draft to see who the Philadelphia Eagles gets. We hope you stay safe, and I hope sports comes back very, very soon. Thank you for checking out the WizWhipPod. Again, you can follow us at WizWhipPod on all the social media platforms. You guys have a great week, and we will see you next week.